What's up, comic book fans? Pete here from Comic Books Transformed, where me and my partner, Brian Corshair, the Kid Flash, are going to zip around and take us all the way back to 2013. Brian, was 2013 a good year for you? Ten years ago. Um, yes, this movie came out. Yes, yes, this movie came out. Did you see it when it came out? Uh, yeah, I, I have seen this before. I could swear I owned it. I, I did not. I had to go rebuy it um, to watch it again. Uh, I, I don't know how. I don't know how. Maybe maybe back then I rented it, like which is such a weird concept to think about, you know? Yeah. Well, wait. You mean like rented like a physical copy? Yeah. Dang. Maybe. Okay. Maybe from like Redbox. Maybe I, I don't. I mean, I have used Redbox before. It, it, it's possible. It, it's um, I, I'm shocked that I don't own this on DVD. Not that yeah. I ever watch my DVDs. I have these two. I'm sorry, three giant shelves, IKEA shelves that I, I like custom changed and yeah. drilled extra holes in so they like perfectly fit DVDs and I have extra rows. Yeah, and uh, I have three shelves of them filled with filled with them, and I never touch any of them. <laughs> yeah why would you need to we live in this new age of everything streaming even though when you're looking for a specific movie it's never on any of the fucking subscription channels you have and and honestly most of the time i just won't watch it then yeah oh okay that's good yeah i'm the sucker that ends up paying for it uh but you know we should probably tell people which movie we're actually talking about right oh my God, we should yes we're talking about justice league uh, the Flashpoint Paradox, which is pretty much the closest thing that you're going to get to the movie The Flash, which is coming out in just a few weeks. We think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then you have seen this movie before. I have seen it. This is the, I've definitely seen it before. I remember... Uh, no, I definitely read the comic before I, I watched the movie. But yeah, uh, yeah, I've I, 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 I definitely seen it. Okay, well, you mentioned the comic. Let's give everybody a little bit of context. This movie came out in 2013. Um, Flashpoint, the actual event that it's based on, was in 2011. It was written by Jeff Johns. This was the event that basically rebooted the DC Universe, bringing on the New 52, which was a very, very big deal when it happened. Yes, it was. And, uh, I mean, looking back, uh, I, I'd forgotten how many tie-ins or, like, miniseries, you want to call them, uh, where this event was like there was like yep. 20 <laughs> yep yep like, 20, and, like full line of, of like flashpoint tie-ins for like every book imaginable yep and that's actually maybe my favorite thing about this movie is that they were able to incorporate so many of those little tie-ins into this movie a lot of those are, are very small little mentions but sure yes uh, yeah they, they probably did touch on I, I think the only ones i uh I, I mean i know the only ones i've read are the main series and um, the the Batman miniseries. Yeah, uh, I've read a few of the tie-ins actually. I read um, the one that had like Deathstroke, where he was a pirate, and I read the one with like Lois Lane, where she was in the Resistance. And we'll talk about each of those uh, when we get to them. But I wanted to point out that this is the 18th film of the DC Universe animated original movies. And it's the first film of the DC animated movie universe. So this basically, just like Flashpoint, the comic led to the new 52. This led to a cinematic universe, but an animated cinematic universe for DC. Which is now uh, officially over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I was thinking that like before we kind of dive into the plot and stuff, what I noticed about these movies, these animated movies in this universe, is that they're pretty brutal. They're pretty violent. Um 
they're more violent than like the uh tim uh what the fuck tim story right wait what the oh god bruce tim there we go the bruce tim like batman justice league and superman shows um and they're they're like a little horny too did you notice that uh, horny or corny? Horny, <laughs> horny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the Bruce Tim movies and stuff—not necessarily the cartoons, but even the cartoons were kind of horny too. Yeah, um, yeah. They, they, the the female form is very accentuated in the uh, in all the Bruce Tim stuff, but and, and but still, that was a that was, those were broadcast shows. This is a direct video movie. Uh, I don't know what this was rated actually. PG thirteen. Um, it was PG thirteen. Okay. But it's really violent and disturbing. And I know that like the last movie in this series, which is called like the Dark Side War or Justice League Dark Dark Side or something, that yeah, one like age or something, maybe no. Something with dark, yeah. <laughs> it's got dark, but I know that like it's one of those where it almost feels like a what if story where they just like slaughter all these different heroes in it. I think we toyed with with reviewing that at one point, but we never got around to it. Maybe we should do that. <laughs> Dude. If, you know, I mean, I doubt this review will be different from everything else and it'll spark a new interest in our channel, but I would review every fucking movie in this series if we were given the opportunity. Yeah. Shit, yeah. I, I, I do own a whole bunch of them, mostly the Batman-related ones, but, you know. Right, right. So let's talk about uh, Behind the Camera, right? Behind the Camera um, is directed by Jay Olivia, or no, Oliva, I'm sorry, Jay Oliva, and he um, has directed other animated features. He was also like a storyboard artist on... Like a lot of movies that we might know. A lot of comic um, movies, yeah. A lot of comic book movies, yes, yes. And then uh, it was written by Jim Krieg. I didn't look up what his deal was, but he probably has written other stuff. And um, also, you know, we get the credit for Jeff Johns as well. Yeah, yeah. So then what's really interesting is the voice cast, right? Yes. Um, what I always liked about DC, although they kind of, with their, with this new, with the, the, the new universe they kind of went into, they went with the more consistent voice cast that was generally different than the previous they right. always had this like revolving door of recurring voice actors in all these projects. Like we do have Kevin Conroy in here, which is fantastic. It's always great to hear him. Uh, and then there are various other people uh, here that have voiced uh, some of these characters in uh, in other things. Like you'll see Steve Bloom here. He's Lex Luthor. He's in there for like two seconds. He's voiced so many characters; it's ridiculous. Um, Dee Bradley Baker is another very big voice, uh, you know, common, uh, well-known voice actor. Uh, they have David Delaney reprising uh, Lois Lane from the right. Superman car cartoon, um, and you know we have some big names in, in this as well. Um, we have Michael B. Jordan as Cyborg, which I really liked a lot. I agreed, completely agreed. Uh, we have Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern. I mean, he, he appeared as Green Lantern a few times here and there. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was another big oh, Carrie Ells is <laughs> <It's> Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Let's talk about the Nathan Fillion uh, Green Lantern for a second. I think he's actually perfect in this movie. Hal's barely in this, but I think he's just so great as Hal. And, um, you know, for a long time, there was, like, rumors of Nathan Fillion playing Hal Jordan in a live-action Green Lantern movie. And then we ended up getting Ryan Reynolds, and that ended up being just this big dud of a movie. But I think in an alternate timeline, like, he would have made an awesome Green Lantern. Yeah, it just needed to happen a little bit earlier, I think. They needed somebody a little bit younger to, to carry a supposed franchise, and yeah. it just wasn't in the cards. I mean, he was he was he's a moderately well-known actor. Uh, I mean, he's, he's kind of maybe a little less uh, off the, uh, on the radar, 
these days. Like, I, I think he's just in that show, The Rookie, really. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, he's actually coming back to Destiny 2, which is crazy. Because his character died in like 2018, and they're bringing him back. Yeah. Which, I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, but like at the time, you know, he, he was very popular from uh, from Firefly, and um, uh, and I was a huge fan of Castle for a while <laughs> as well. Yeah, he's had a pretty long TV career, and he's got that collaboration with James Gunn. You know, he was just in Guardians Volume yeah, Three. Yeah, of course. He's been in all the Guardians movies. He was in Slither. Yeah. So uh, I mean, he, he, oh my God, what was his character in Super? Um, he was like the, the like the good guy arch nemesis, sort of like Captain Hat. No, Captain Hammer is uh, Dr. Horrible. Um, he's something. It was funny. Yeah, well, he was in Dr. Horrible, too. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, he clicks with guys like us. You know, I think he's pretty cool. And he's just really used super well in this very small part. Um, like you said, uh, Michael B. Jordan is Cyborg. I totally forgot about that. I remember watching this movie and thinking, oh, this is really kind of violent and dark and... I, I wasn't happy with it when I first saw it because I wanted like, you know, the Bruce Tim justice league. I wanted those kind of characters and it was clear they were going in a different direction. Um, the art style. I don't like to like critique people's artwork really. I, I don't think it's kind, but I just, I don't like the way that a lot of these characters are drawn in particular yeah, like Aquaman. There's, yeah. There's like really thick jaws on a lot of these characters. Maybe they're a little bit too built as well. Yeah. Like yeah. Aquaman looks looks like the Hulk. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, but on second, like watching it, kind of knowing that we've had many animated movies since then, I actually really appreciated this movie a lot. And um, just before we move on, I also want to point out like Danny Houston played Lois Lane's dad in this. And Danny Houston, I love him, 30 Days a Night, like a lot of things. But, you know, he was in Wonder Woman, right? Yep. And then um, I'm just trying to see if there's anybody else that, like, kind of stood out. Um, well, okay. So, yeah, I think that's good. <laughs> I just had to make sure I, I mentioned that. Some, like, you know, very well-known voice actors in here. And yeah. some people that, uh, you know, just played a superhero once and done. Like, you know, the guy playing The Flash. Uh, Justin Chambers never voiced a superhero before. Only time he's voiced Flash, he's apparently from uh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, he's been in like 350 episodes or something like that, which is, I, I guess that show is still on. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps fucking going. It's been on for like yeah. 30 years or something. You know, it's crazy. That's nice. Um, but I was gonna ask you since we're talking about the Flash, um, do you feel like the Flash gets his time to shine in this movie? Um. Yeah, I, I feel like this this is probably the biggest thing that Flash has ever been in, I think. Like, the storyline. I think this is probably the most well-known Flash storyline to more casual fans. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because he's not in it as much as you'd expect. Right. I mean, granted, he is the focal point. You know, he's the reason that it happens and all that. And he is the, the you know the, how it's solved, but um, for, for that there, I mean they and and I kind of do appreciate this, you know they they really fleshed out this alternate universe very well. Yeah, agreed. And, and in order to do that though, you, you kind of have to take away a bit. Of, I mean, Flash does not feel like the main character. I mean, I actually reread the uh, the, the, the the main five issues before this as well. Okay. Um, the, the opening dialogue is actually not even from Flash; it's from it's from Batman. 
<laughs> oh man. Yeah, well, you know, I think a lot of people associate Flashpoint, the comic, with that Batman. Because he, besides the way he is in this movie, because it, it's it seems like he dies at the end of this movie, right? But in the comic, uh, he survives. And he is alive in the regular DC universe now, too. Yes, that's correct. And uh, just to, to go back to the, uh, the violence in here, I mean, the comic is fairly violent, too. Like, some things happen there. I mean, they, they're not, um, you know... They're not too precious for keeping people alive, but I think the the, the movie takes it a little further, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching this the first time, and they fucking like stab Billy Batson to death, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! Well, that happens to both. Oh, okay, okay. It's been a yeah, long time does, since I read the comic. That that is one of the things I actually would would say was worse in the comic, because you see the sword go through, and you see like the lightning bolt, like like you know, leave him and all that. It, it was a little more brutal in the comic, but. You know, like the way the way they kill um, uh, pretty much everyone else that they kill is much worse in the in the movie. Yeah, well, like like with Mera, for instance, it's gratuitous, right? Like one of the parts that's real cool in this movie is like sort of right in the very middle of it. Uh, Flash has electrocuted himself; he's completely burned, and he has these memories, or he sees like what's happened in this timeline, and he sees uh, Kal-el's ship crash in Metropolis. He sees the reason why there's a war between Atlantis and uh, the Amazons, and he also just, sees. I, I don't want to glaze over Kal-el's ship crashing in Metropolis because they say it like kills like thirty-five million people or thirty-five thousand people or something crazy like that in the oh, comic. I mean, like it literally shit. lands in the middle of Metropolis and, and kills a whole bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking dark. I, I like in the movie. I, they probably do this in the comic too. How like. It looks like it's going towards the Kents, but then it like flies over them and yeah, yeah. They don't show it; they only reference it in the comic. So, uh, well, okay. then again, that's that's only in the main comic. I don't know if they there was a Superman centric tie-in that I didn't read. So, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, like there's that sequence where they show what happened that changed this reality, and they show that like Atlantis and uh, the you know Themyscira were going to have like an alliance. And I guess it led to Aquaman and Wonder Woman either having like a, an affair or they were like officially going to wed or something. And Mara gets mad. She confronts Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman chops off her head. And they show the, they show the bloody sword. And then she also holds up Mara's severed head. It's like, Jesus. Yeah. And uh, that, that they don't do that in the main story. I mean, they, they imply that that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, but they don't show that in the main story. It's very possible that was shown in one of the, the either the Atlantean or uh, Themyscarian tie-ins. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, it's a very brutal story, whether it's in the comic or in the movie. Um, but going back to, like, the whole Flash side of it, um, there's things in this movie that I don't really remember from the comic that I think are good additions. Like, one part that's really cool is... Um, the flash mentions how he needs to kind of draw energy from the speed force to go back in time. And so it makes it seem like it, it is sort of like a finite amount. And yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. We're going to say something about that. So uh, yeah, it's a little different in the comic. Um, so in the comic, so the, the, the whole premise of this is that uh, Barry Allen wakes up in uh, an alternate universe and he doesn't, and everything's different. He's not the flash. He doesn't have powers. And nobody knows who the Flash is. Nobody knows who Superman is. All this crazy stuff's going on. And the, the crux of it is that he went back in time and saved the life of his mother, which causes ripple in time and changed all these events to create the world that we're seeing. Right. Um, 
So um, where the hell is I going with that? I, I got too lost in my own explanation. <laughs> no, it's okay. It, it's cool because with the speed force and with Flash's powers, especially <laughs> – Okay, you tell me in a sec, but what I wanted to say, my point was that um, the Flash's powers in general just sort of seem to solve everything just by, oh, he's going to run really fast, and that fixes everything, right? And um, I like the idea of it being like this sort of finite amount, this well that you can drain, because that way there's like this suspense there. You know, it's like, oh, we don't have the power. We can't go back in time. Because like once you can go back in time and change things, that, that really takes away the tension. Yes. Um, so what I was going to say was that it, that aspect of it is not mentioned in the comic. And I think probably because there are so many other side Flash characters that also use the Speed Force that it just wouldn't make sense. Right, right. And now that there's only two and there's not enough energy, it doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. In, in the comic, uh, it's just Barry just doesn't know what happened. And something happens to that um, that kind of like jars the reverse Flash like at a like a like a how do I explain it? Um, he, he said he was like trapped in some kind of like loop and something Barry does allows him to escape it. And then now the, the whole thing is that he was free of uh, his existence was free of the existence of Barry. So like the, 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 the problem with uh, Professor, Professor Zoom slash reverse flash is that he's in the future. His powers are based on the existence of the flash and him re recreating the experiment that gave Barry his powers. But yeah. without Barry existing, he can't exist either. But because of this, he was caught in some – because he was traveling through the Speed Force while Barry did this. He was, like, trapped there. And then Barry did something in the comic. I don't know what that, that allowed him to break out. And that's that's a, the kind of the final battle uh, in, in Europe um, and where he comes out and then they have the, you know, the confrontation and then Barry finds out what actually happened. So there's no mention of the Speed Force or running out of power or anything like that in, in that in the comic. Well, I like it in this. And in this movie, I don't think there's any kind of explanation for why uh, Zoom is alive or, or, or exists in this alternate timeline. Yeah, he's just there. Uh, he he's just shows there. up. I, they, they actually do show, have him show up uh, in the background twice. Um, yeah. Once he interacts with Barry's mom, who um, has a much bigger role in the comic, I'd say. Mm. Uh and he also saves Lois Lane in order right. to kind of tell Barry that, hey, I'm here. Come find me. Right, right, right. And um, it's interesting, too, because in the comics, the idea is that he killed Barry's mom. Yes. Right. And, I mean, that's in the Flash show. I remember that being a big part of the Flash live action TV show, too. But um, in this, they make it like just some guy breaks into their house and kills them all. Um, did they? Right, because I, I just watched it today. Like, it looks like, you know, Barry is running back in time the first time to go to go stop his mom from dying. And then the Barry that's been through Flashpoint is trying to stop him. And they're looking forward at the mom. And there's, like, a broken glass, like, yeah. by the door. And then it looks like there's a guy walking over to her. And he's just kind of dressed like a burglar. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I guess that, I mean, the, the comic also implies that it was, you know, it, it was reverse Flash that did it. Right, uh, right. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't pick up on that in the, in the watch, uh, the recent rewatch. Yeah, well, that's that's a Jeff Johns thing as far as I know. I think that Barry's mom was alive for most of the history of The Flash. And then all of a sudden, Jeff Johns comes on and she's... Uh, Everyone you know, needs to be an orphan. Everyone. Yes, all orphans. Yeah. 
And, and, and while we're talking about like the live action flash, I just want to go off on a little tangent real quick. They they did flashpoint on the live action flash. Did you see that? Uh, I did. I did watch it. I think uh, that was one of the big crossovers, right? Well, it wasn't even a crossover. It was just like one episode. It was like the season premiere, and then you know nothing really came of it. They 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 corrected it within like an episode. Oh, maybe I didn't watch that. <laughs> and, and so, you know, obviously one of the main changes on um, The Flash was that Iris West was African-American. And then that's where, like, Wallace West comes in, where it's, like, her nephew or something, you know. Uh, and, and he's African-American. And so he's on the show. And um, what I didn't like about the show was that they called him Kid Flash in the Flashpoint universe. But there's no regular Flash. So it's like, why are they calling him Kid Flash? You know? Just so stupid. It's like, hey, I'm Kid Flash. It's like, uh, okay, sure. I don't know why I have to put the kid in there, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, I didn't like the live action version of it, but let's get back to the animated version. So, um, Batman is, you know, a major part of this, and the Batman comic that was the tie-in, I think, was written by Brian Azzarello. Yes. And and that had one of the best twists, like ever. Yes. This was fantastic and arguably is better than the main storyline, which is saying a lot. This is a pretty good uh, crossover event, if you ask me. I but, agree. Um, I, I think that's uh, the the tie-in was actually the Batman tie-in. I, I had heard like a buzz about it was actually what got me to read Flashpoint in general. Okay. Uh, that, I just wanted to know what happened otherwise, but um, yeah, it, it was very exciting to to find out that Batman was Thomas Wayne. Uh, this universe, uh, Bruce dies. And, uh, and and Thomas and Martha are left alive, and they don't really touch upon it in the movie at all. But you know the big twist in the comic. Spoiler alert is that in the second issue you find out that the Joker, uh, who is the only one of Batman's villains alive, because he actually kills people, is Martha Wayne, and he right. can't bring himself to kill her. Yeah, yeah. They they show it. They show like Bruce's death, and the dad is just beating the. You know, I guess it's uh joe chill or whatever he's just beating him to a pulp and then the mom is hanging over his body and then she has some of bruce's blood on her mouth and she kind of goes like this and it smears it to make the jokers grin and the um the vocals for that part are so great because she's like shuddering with sadness and you hear that in her voice and then it just like slowly turns into laughter and and then she has this like cackling laughter it's so well done yes it is very well done although uh i have to say that one of the one of the things that I totally understand why this is a thing, um, but they had to streamline a lot of the storylines, right. including that. Oh, so yeah. they do show that. They, they do show as a joke. You're right. They, they, that whole one. That, that's that's the only time they show is that one scene. Right. But, um, you know, in the comic, it happens over time. Uh, you know, Martha goes to a therapist, and eventually, uh, and you know, he, Thomas doesn't kill Joe Chill immediately. He goes and finds him later on, then kills him. And when he comes back, she uh, he tells Martha, and then that that's the point where she snaps later on wow. so it, it, it was a lot it was, it's just a lot um more suspenseful i guess yeah um, in, in the comic but i i totally understand how, why they needed to encapsulate that in like you know a minute of animation rather than fleshing it out in, in this movie right right yeah it, it's it's great and i like that thomas wayne character especially like his like how different he is from bruce right like because gotham itself is different gotham's almost like las vegas in this yeah, Thomas like runs like a corrupt casino because he was trying to manage the crime in the city rather than letting it run rampant. Yeah, 
interesting. <laughs> and, and yeah, right. And, and like one point, well, there's a great joke in this movie where like Flash asks him, "Do you have the Bat plane?" And he's like, "The Bat what?" And then uh, you know, instead of having like the cool Bat wing, he has just like a regular fucking jet. Yeah, <laughs> they're all traveling on. Um, you know, we're so used to these sort of alternate timelines, and they kind of always have the same pattern, right? There's always like one person that didn't change and they're they wake up in this crazy world then there's this like battle at the end where the world's literally going to end and they're able to stop it and reverse things and it's i've seen it so many times i've seen on buffy the vampire slayer i think probably the most obvious answer you and i can think of is like x-men age of apocalypse yep you know um and, and and i like that i like that kind of story it's it's fun because like you get to do all these kind of twisted things with the main heroes and um, you know, you kill them off. Usually people are just like, so excited to see superheroes die because they don't normally yeah, die. It's interesting because I mean, you know, the life of a superhero essentially is, uh, you know, is immortal because they, they always find a way out and if they die, they come back. Yeah. It's like, it's almost interesting when it seems more permanent, you know? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So out of all the kind of variations, right. Besides, barry's story like which is that he wasn't the flash and uh the batman story which one of the weird twists do you like the best Ooh. um oh man that's tough um maybe maybe the superman uh storyline because you know essentially he blows up metropolis when he lands and he's just kept in a in a in a bunker his entire life never seen the sun yeah. uh, i thought that was interesting um you know he, he comes out of this kind of like emaciated like you know skin and bones kind of thing but and in the, in the animation he's still got the big fat thick neck uh somehow but it is uh, everything <laughs> is like, like you know skin and bones right um, uh but just seeing him come out and uh and you know and you know just not understanding his powers or anything like that and you know uh, basically killing a bunch of soldiers um that, that was pretty interesting to me yeah I, I really like his relationship with cyborg you know the way that yeah. he and the cyborg interact because it, cyborg is essentially like you know the most famous hero in this world and then, right. you know, he, he is essentially superman really because in terms of uh, trust and popularity i guess right like the president defaults to cyborg at one point, you know, he's kind of like, Oh, what are we going to do about the situation with the, the Mascarans and, and the, um, the Atlanteans, you know? Yes. Um, I was going to say that like cyborg is such an interesting character because, you know, he's such a main player on the teen Titans and then the Titans eventually. Um, and he really got his time to shine in the new 52 as being a member of the justice league. But he, he's never been, like, one of the main, main characters, even though being on the Justice League kind of elevated him. Um, he, he When he's done well, I, I really like him a lot, especially when he's got that sort of, I have to be the hero, even though I'm sort of a body horror robot monster. I have to be this sort of, like, Superman-like hero. Agreed. And, and that's that's the way he is on our Doom Patrol show that we love so much. Yeah, I, I mean, I would arguably say that... Um... A lot of times with these, you know, with the Justice League, even the Avengers too, you, you know, the storylines they come they, they come across as a team are often far, far better than their individual ones with various exceptions, especially Batman and Superman, um, you know. Yeah. I would argue Green Lantern too with all the, you know, the um, Black Knight and, and uh, Sinestro Corp War and all that. But that's yeah, not yeah. like he's some pretty big solo things that are eclipse things. But And he's not 
always a part of the Justice League either. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, I yeah, he he's like one of those characters that really shines when he's on the team. You're you're hundred percent right. But in this particular uh, that's what I'm saying is I think most of these characters shine better as a team than their than their individual addicts. Right, right. Yeah. I mean Cyborg I think has only had like a solo title like maybe two or three times tops. And uh, I know he's getting a new one now because like DC is doing this whole DC like Gone of DC. Gone of DC, right. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's getting another title and it's kind of cool because he's like more dressed up like cyborg typically just is like robot parts and then just like a face and maybe like a human arm. Um, but in the doom patrol show and, and in the new comic, he's like more like dressed up like a regular person. Yeah. He's, he's trying to be more. Well, he's so a regular person in, in, in doom patrol pretty much. <laughs> now he is right. Yeah. Cause he's changed. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I, I like that too. Um, I like the weird kind of team that is the resistance with Lois Lane, and because I, I like I like uh, the Wildstorm stuff. Like I like that Grifter was in this randomly. Yeah, that that always. I mean, uh, you know, Grifter was one of those characters in the '90s that like everyone was thought was so cool and everything yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. I always kind of thought that he was one of those characters that just looked cool, and then I, I didn't really know much about him other than him looking cool. Right. I thought I always thought it was so odd when they when they combined Wildstorm into DC. Completely I still don't agree. think it works at all. No, really, I, I agree. I agree. Um, like maybe the lone exception is I I, I think um, Midnighter worked in some capacity in, as a character right. in various things. Right. But I think that might be it. <laughs> yeah, I I think I agree with you on that too. Yeah, I actually really like Wildstorm and. Wildstorm by itself, before it got purchased by DC, has like a lot of really good books written by people you wouldn't expect, like Grant Morrison and Alan Moore and Mark Millar, like all these random people, you know? And um, like, it always felt weird when they were just like smushed into DC. But like, that's kind of the way that DC Comics is. Like, they've always had their main characters, but then they've like absorbed other characters into their line. Yeah, like we, we've talked about in the past, you know, Captain Marvel is originally, not Captain Marvel, Shazam. Right. from um foster comics he wasn't part of dc and they kind of but but he feels kind of like at home now you know right, i guess that right. was before our time that we, we we saw it that way but being that we grew up and seeing wildstorm as his own thing then seeing these things together it's like well this is a little weird kind of like <laughs> how you know conan was in marvel for a little while yeah like, yeah that, that was, was weird that was really weird. it's like on the avengers like what the fuck yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but it's cool because he like interacts with uh Grifter interacts with Batman at one point. He's like, Oh, Batman and Grifter, that'd be cool. And then he gets like fucking shot with a bunch of arrows and dies, you know. Um wh- who do you think was the most gruesome death out of all the heroes? Oh, the heroes. Um gruesome. Uh well Aquaman gets his arm shot off and then yeah. failed. Yeah. Um Cyborg gets kind of messed up. He didn't die though. But you see his, like, heart exposed. You know, that was a little messed up. That, uh, yeah. And I think overall, though, I mean, clearly it's reverse flash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because Batman, Batman shoots him in the head, and literally you see Batman through the hole in his skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> fucked up. I love it, though. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he's so, like, arrogant, and he, he's, like, so happy at that point. And just, boom, good job, Batman. Who was going to die any minute, too. Um yeah, it, it's rough. It's very brutal. There's this whole sequence, a pretty prolonged action sequence, where um, like Lex Luthor and Deathstroke are in these like ruins of a city that was flooded by Atlantis, and um, you see all these Atlanteans fighting them, 
and and everyone's really brutal. People just get like shot with harpoons and get thrown backwards. Um, you see freaking Caldor, which made me yes, really happy. At the time, he wasn't in in the comics or uh, yet. I don't believe he, he shows up first in New Fifty Two, right? Uh, if even then, I don't know. I well, think um, he's, not, he's he's not the exact same character as Young Justice, right? Uh, he does have like an alter ego, uh, a land alter ego that's uh, like Jackson something, or is that a yeah. different character? I'm not sure. I need to look it up. I I thought that like in um, Brightest Day was when he showed up, and I think Brightest Day is before New Fifty Two. Okay, well, it goes like that. Blackest Night, Brightest Day, and then like I think Flashpoints after that. Okay, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, but, I mean, he's great. I mean, we love him from, uh, you know, Young Justice. Um, but, the, yeah, like, Ocean Master's there, Black Manta's there. And they're just fucking mowing down Deathstroke's forces. And he has, like, um, Icicle Jr. or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. And he has Clayface on his team. Yeah. The whole bunch of of there, yeah. Yeah. And they just fucking just, like, evaporate Clayface. I thought that was pretty fucked up. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, he got just, just yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like that, like both the Atlantean forces and the uh, Amazon forces kind of had like creatures too. Like, like the Amazons had, they had like uh, the fucking Cerberus and a Minotaur. <laughs> right, right. I love that shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, going back to like you know what I said was like my favorite. I, I just like that weird ragtag team of like the resistance with like Lois. Then you have like Etrigan on the team and Grifter. Um, there's this weird, like, mosquito guy who, like, you never see again in anything. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the Canterbury Cricket. Yeah, oh, oh he's a cricket, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mosquito, yeah. He was in Flashpoint, and then I, I don't think I remember seeing him in anything else. Yeah, I, I, it took me a minute to remember who he was. I think they did address him by name, uh, possibly. Yeah. Uh, um, I was also really interested, too. I always like to find out in these alternate universes, like, who steps up and is, like, the heroes. Right. So obviously, they wanted to take out uh, all the other main ones and have them, have them either not exist or be dead or something. Yeah. But this one scene where um, Cyborg tries to, you know, recruit Batman to, like, kind of like join this group to, to stop this war, and then you see all these like weird characters like Enchantress and uh, you, you have the the Shazam kids. Um, I can't remember anybody else's name off the top of my head now because they're all weird, not well known characters. Yeah. Uh, and in the comic, there was a lot more characters that showed there, but still, like, they're all, like, you know, C and D tier characters, essentially. Right, and, right. Uh, stepping up here because the world's that messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I remember seeing, like, Sandman, but, like, the Wesley Dodd Sandman from, like, the yes. Justice Society. Sandman, yes. He, he was in this movie. Yeah. And then um, th there's, like, a weird villain, too, called Yo Yo. And I was like, is that actually. Harleen Quinzel, but she became Yo-Yo, you know? The, the voice actors that doing it sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think it was confirmed. Um, one of the things, too, that I thought was really interesting with the Batman comic version uh, is there's a part where Jim Gordon goes to talk to Oracle, and you find out that Oracle is actually a paralyzed Selena Kyle, and that he never got married and had kids, so Batgirl does not exist. Whoa. Uh, but, and that's when you kind of find out, like, you know, you know why hasn't Batman killed Joker? That's what she, that's what she says. Like, I don't understand how why she's still alive. Wow. So, so Selena Kyle was paralyzed by the Joker. Yes. That's. And I don't think I read that. Wow. Yeah. Oh man, it's been it's so long since the movie at all. <laughs> right, right, right. It's just so much. You know, it's yeah, yeah. Because that's what they did with Age of Apocalypse too. There was all these different 
solo books and there was like the main age of apocalypse alpha and age of apocalypse omega you know yeah and then there was like four like four or five different team books yeah yeah and i just yeah i just love all those weird little tie-ins all those weird things yeah. um so then i guess like unless you want to talk a little bit more about the movie specifically i was thinking that we could talk about the similarities between this and what we see in the flash trailers yes sure um yeah i think i'm done talking about the actual movie i really did enjoy it uh, I agree with you that um, I liked it a lot more now that I did in the past. You made a really excellent point earlier that how we were back then, we were all kind of expecting the Bruce Tim style and it kind of was like a little bit of a downer. Um, right. But yeah, now, now that we've seen so many different styles, it's like a little more palatable, even right. though we don't like it as much. Cause like you said, like the, everyone is a little too muscular and uh, you know, the, the, the chins were way too thick. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So what, what do we know about the flash? Uh, we know that Barry goes back in time to uh, to stop his mother from dying. Right. Uh, the difference here being, though, that is that he meets another Barry, which right. is not something that happens here. He kind of Barry in the in this in the animated movie in the comic kind of assumes the place of that universe is Barry. Where in this we're having two, um, and I'm guessing that's because they need one to to fill the role of uh, Reverse Flash. He kind of hasn't existed in the DC movies yet. Agreed. I think you're right. Um, and there's one line that we forgot to mention from the animated movie that I think will play in this movie too. Um, Thawne says something like, when you break the sound barrier, there's a sonic boom. When you break the time barrier, there's a time boom. And that's that's what explains all the Atlantis shit and you know all the other things like Clark's uh, origin and stuff. Um, so like the thing that I can't get around is in the Flashpoint comic, you know, Bruce dies and his dad becomes Batman in this. It's like Bruce is going to be the Michael Keaton Batman. Is he? Well, is he Bruce? Uh, come on. He has to be Bruce. I mean, they, they, he has not said he's Bruce Wayne. Um, but I think it is very likely that he is. I, I think that's one of the things they're going to kind of get around that yeah. and saying there um, that that he will be that version, if not the exact version, a very similar version. Yeah, because I mean, okay, so like I like the idea that like what Fawn said, which is that like you create a time boom and it makes these ripples that changes the details ever so slightly, right? So maybe it makes it that Bruce was born earlier and so he's older and. You know, it just things kind of happen a little bit differently in Gotham, and that's how we get this Michael Keaton Batman. Um, I I don't know why Clark would be like missing completely, but you know, obviously, like the origin, like the Clark story in this movie that we're reviewing is what happens to Supergirl in the new movie. Yeah, and then we we have the the General Zod, yeah, uh, and and the Kryptonians from Man of Steel as a replacement for the War of the Atlanteans and the Themyscarans. Right, right. So I, I wonder, like, when this is all resolved, because I think that DC's plan was, before James Gunn came on, that, like, the Michael Keaton Batman was going to be in the regular universe, and he was going to be, like, a mentor to, like, Batgirl and Supergirl. Have you heard that? Uh, Yes. But I, I don't think that, like, I think that's just done. Like, I don't think they're going to do that at all. Well, yeah, because that's essentially what was going to be in the background movie that got shelved. Yeah. So, like, I think what's going to happen in this movie is there there will be things that are kind of parallels. 
Like, you know, in, in, in the Flashpoint Paradox that we just watched, there's this opening sequence where the rogues attack the Flash Museum and uh, Barry's there and he tries to stop them all, but then the Justice League backs him up after he gets caught. And um, we have this interaction with Batman at that point and then, like, we just wake up to this new universe. And um, I think that the movie will be very similar to that. I think that, like, we'll get, like, a flashback sequence with the mom dying then we'll get a modern day sequence and it's just going to have Ben Affleck, Bruce and Ezra Miller flash. Yeah. Then it'll like wake up and it'll be in a different reality. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty accurate. And, and one of the details we know from the, of the, the new flash movie is that uh, there are essentially no metahumans around other yeah. than, uh, you know, Supergirl and the Kryptonians. Uh, yeah. There's nothing else. So, so apparently there's no Wonder Woman, there's no Aquaman, there's no Cyborg or anything like that. Although I've also heard that there are some other cameos we have not seen or heard about yet. I've heard that too. I've heard that too. Yeah. And, you know, it's very, very possible that, like, it's not going to be that Barry, like, wakes up and he's like, what has happened? It's going to be that, like, we see him go back in time and, like, save his mom. I think that's very possible. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, he'll run into his past self and then... They'll they'll probably have a sequence that's kind of similar to the sequence in this, where they have to like yeah. break Supergirl out versus breaking Superman out. Yes, you know, I think that maybe like that might be in some sort of like base that's in the Arctic somewhere that they break into. Uh, yeah, it does look like they're on some kind of base or platform or something somewhere. Yeah, uh, they, they do mention it being cold or something. I think. Right, right, um, and then yeah, I mean, just basically like Zod will attack, and that'll be kind of like you said the Atlanteans and the uh, Amazonians fighting. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, when it ends, I, I guess Ezra Miller will still be the Flash. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I've heard the director mention that, you know, if there's ever a sequel to this, like they couldn't imagine anyone, anyone else being uh, the, the Flash. And yeah. he would want to work with him again. Uh, Andy Mich Machete, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. The big question on my mind is 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 how, how the movie is resolved. Right. Is, with the comic, and even with the animated movie, um, the uh, well, not as much as the animated movie. The comic, it's implied that there is some merging of universes that's that's going on, and that's what happens with the new. That's what starts the new Fifty Two. Uh, yeah. The only thing we kind of get out of this is that you know they're starting the new DC animated universe, and they, we get a hint of the, of the next movie, which is uh, is it Justice League War. Which is uh, essentially a retelling of the of the first New Fifty Two arc of Justice League. Right, right. Yeah, so I mean, what, what, what what's going to happen after? Because Barry's going to have to, you know, reset things eventually. So what happens after? Is this going to be? Are they going to merge a bunch of stuff together? Is this how they ex exercise Henry Cavill and whatever else? You know, they, 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 they don't want anymore. I said that Woman eighty four and only keep Wonder Woman. <laughs> that I mean, I wish, man, I wish that movie's so bad. Um, and isn't it weird? Like they have like Pedro Pascal in that movie, and it's still like dog shit. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, uh, it, it's funny because we no longer hear scandal about Ezra Miller anymore. Like, th there's nothing like that. Even though it was like almost every other day back in the day. Yeah, I, I, I think um, they got it under control. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the studios had a talk with it, with them, and uh, you know, said like, "Hey, man, like, we got a, you know, we got a lot riding on this. So you got to lay low for a little while." Right. So, I mean, like, the reason why I make that point is because I bet you fifty bucks 
that the last scene of this movie or like one of the last scenes of the flash movie would be like that flash interacts with batman but it's the michael keaton batman like that has merged into the universe he lives in and uh that like supergirl's around but maybe you would have seen like henry cavill for like a second too you know what i'm saying um yeah i don't know i, I i'm kind of feeling that they're this is going to be a one and done for Michael Keaton. Um, he is a lot older. Like, I don't know how much they can use him. I mean, I think the idea, you, I think you were right about the idea of he was supposed to be essentially be around as a mentor. Uh, but I, I, I feel like this is going to be the one, this is going to be it for that. Okay. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think that that's what's going to happen. But I, th I think that like when this was first being put together, it would have gone a different way. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it even more now after watching Flashpoint Paradox. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, I, I, I have heard a lot of good things about the movie, how it's like the best movie of the year and all this. Granted, some of that sounds a little like fake and forced. But, yeah. um, you know, I honestly, because James Gunn said it's his favorite movie of the year, even though he's kind of obligated to because he's kind of in charge, like, I, I, I weirdly trust that. But We've seen some weird people comment on it. Like Stephen King said, like, oh, I saw The Flash and it was really good. And he's one of those people that always like shits on superhero movies generally. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, there's a comment going around that Henry Cavill watched it and liked it. I don't oh. know how true that is. Um, yes. But I, I think that came from like a like a, a comment from the actress that's playing Supergirl. Uh, but so there's some weirdly like forced publicity from some famous people for this. I mean, that's kind of like a little questionable to me, yeah. but um, I would like to believe that, you know, at least James Gunn is on, on the level and is saying like, this is actually a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, honestly, if it wasn't, I think that they would have tried to bury it or something by this point. Cause there was like a really dark time where like Ezra Miller was really just like a, a, a menace. And I think that if they could have gotten rid of this movie, they would have. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it, it is an excellent opportunity to kind of reset everything and go in the new direction, start in the new direction uh, that they want to go in, just like the comics did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well put. So, I mean, um, we now have what? We have Spider-Verse is this week. It's coming out in like a day or two, right? And then I'm seeing it tomorrow. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm going to see it on Friday. And then um, then the week after that is going to be... Uh, Chris Warmers. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, then after, and, then, and then there's a break, and then there's Flash, right? Um, No. It's... it's Just like boom, boom, boom? Yeah, it, it's it's the 2nd, uh, the 9th, and the 16th. Holy Crazy shit. Crazy three okay. weeks for, for comic book fans. And for comic books transformed. So make sure that you guys are subscribed Brian and I are going to be covering all those movies like we have done. We've covered Into the Spider-Verse. We've covered Bumblebee. And now we're covering Flashpoint Paradox. Now we're going to cover Across the Spider-Verse. We're going to cover uh, the fucking Rise of the Beast and then uh, The Flash. So let us know what you thought about this movie and if you guys would want us also to keep covering these DC animated movies because I would absolutely be down. Cool. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week for some... Uh, fucking Spider-Verse. See y'all.